So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis. And today we are here with Victoria. Victoria, welcome to the show. I know that you have some beautiful angel stories to share with us. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. I've been a part of the angel membership all year, so I'm excited to get a chance to share some of my stories. Yay! Yay! I'm just going to have you take it away. Okay, great. So, yeah. So, actually, this also involves you, Julie. So, it'll get to you in the end. (laughs) It comes back to Julie. But so, this, I really want to just share this story. I mean, it's very private. I, I, there's not a lot of people who know this, but I think it's important, especially for people who are struggling with like fertility. And I know there's a ton of people out there, even in our membership, who are going through a lot of, you know, concerns about having babies. So, this story starts back in 2012. And I got pregnant really quickly. And then it was one of those weird things where I I was so invested in in this baby that I knew that I was having and I it almost like took on like part of my identity and I was also for some reason terrified of losing it the whole time I had this I guess now it was intuition that this baby wasn't really meant to stay but I miscarried at 8 weeks but it was kind of traumatic because my then husband at the time and I went to the OB GYN and got the ultrasound at about six weeks and there was a heartbeat. And that's like when you celebrate because you're like, oh, it's the heartbeat, you know? And um, so that was amazing. We went on vacation right after that. This was over like Christmas and New Year's. I had actually double scheduled two OB appointments with different doctors um, in my town because I wasn't sure which one I wanted to go to. So I never canceled the other one. So I, I decided to go to that one and let them do the ultrasound too because, you know, I, I had this like gut fear that maybe something wasn't right. So we flew back from vacation and the next morning was the appointment and we go in and there we do the ultrasound and there was no heartbeat. And I, my first words were literally, oh my gosh, I told you this was going to happen. Like I just knew I went into a really deep depression. I mean, even I think a lot of women don't even realize like walking out of that appointment, like when you get that news, you have to walk through the waiting room, like full pregnant woman. It's like the hardest thing. And then to make it worse, like I had to do a DNC surgery to get the baby out because obviously I hadn't, it was still there. And so I had to, you know, go under anesthesia and schedule another surgery to come back and go to the hospital. So it was a very like, you know, it's, it's a long process. So, um, and you're just, I mean, I was, I was really just so depressed and I, 
I didn't know, like, was there something wrong with me? Am I going to be able to have a, a, a kid? And it just had coincided with a lot of bad things. Like in my life, my career had kind of, I had written a book that didn't sell and it was, that happened like the same exact time. And so I was like my whole purpose in life, like, I don't even know what it is. So I had the surgery and then my um, husband was a military pilot. And so he actually had to go away for a month for training and left just days after this all happened. And I was in a town, my family was in a different town and in different state, everything. So I was basically alone. The day after he left, I got in a car accident. (laughs) So this was like days after my surgery, I got in a car accident, somebody hit me from behind and it wasn't major um, accident, except that I had really bad whiplash and I had, I started having really bad back pain. So I went to a physical therapist and I started doing physical therapy and that's the first part where I feel like God stepped in because I mean, I was just struggling with such depression. I was like, I can't believe on top of this, I have like all this pain to deal with and everything's going wrong. Well, my physical therapist and I became friends and he invited me to a Bible study that he and his wife ran at his house, which kind of launched me into this really wonderful group of friends who were just really supportive and like just I had I hadn't made a lot of friends yet because we were like new and we were pretty new in the in town. So ultimately, I actually feel like having gotten in the accident helped me kind of get out of my depression because it was getting me out of the house and into this group of you know great people who were you know studying the Bible together and and you know we would go out to dinners and stuff. So that I think was the first part where where things I think looking back all seemed to come together. But anyway, I. I got pregnant a couple months later with my daughter, who is now almost eight years old. And I, from the beginning, I think I knew it was all going to be okay. And even to the point where I got all the way through the pregnancy, and I think it was at like month 38 or week 38. And I, again, had this intuition that like something was wrong. This was the day before Thanksgiving. And I went to the OB and she said there's some sort of like tear in in the like whatever it is uterus or the sac and you have to have your baby like we have to induce you because you're losing amniotic fluid it was so small that i i didn't realize that's what was going on like it wasn't like anything somebody would notice except for the fact that it was the day before thanksgiving and i knew they were going to close the office and i was like i better just go in before thanksgiving so i immediately like in hour later was like induced and, you know, I was at the hospital. And so I feel it. And my daughter is born really healthy. And so I feel like things just somehow came together to bring me my daughter, which was amazing. That was wonderful. So I want to then fast forward a little bit. So I have this, this baby and I, I knew I just had this feeling that I had to have another baby quickly. I just really was like, I recovered really fast in the pregnancy. And I was like, I feel like I need to have to get pregnant again. Like I didn't want to wait. And I think so it was, I got pregnant three months after she was, or three and a half months after she was born. (laughs) I got pregnant again, not by accident. I mean, on purpose, but I just was like, felt really strongly that I had to have this other baby. So there were absolutely no complications with with this pregnancy. I mean, everyone thought I was crazy. (laughs) And I was like, no, no, it's fine. Like, I'm so happy. Like, you don't understand. Like, you only realize when you lose a a child how amazing it is. And so I was like thrilled and so excited. The only fear that I had was that, oh, what if my, you know, first daughter feels like she never got that time with me? Because, 
Am I like abandoning her by bringing in somebody else because she never got that one-on-one time? She only got a limited time um, of that with me. So that was my only fear. So then fast forward to this would have been Christmas of, I guess this was 2014, Christmas Eve. I was 38 weeks pregnant and I went to church and I had a really um, close friend who was very, is very, very, very intuitive, like very spiritual. She and her husband actually, they had a daughter and then lost a child after birth, like uh, with the same week that the child was born. So it was full term and they lost this child and they could not get pregnant again. And they, they had been trying for years and they didn't want to do IVF because they didn't believe in it. And she, she has like a God connection. Her husband is now pastor. I mean, they, or Episcopal priest, I think. And um, she always had this God connection. And I remember I had this conversation with her and I was totally joking, but um, my first daughter was actually born on Thanksgiving day, which to me was always a symbol. Like God brought her in because she is my like gift, you know, like I am grateful for her. Like this was totally meant to be that God gave me this child on Thanksgiving and so I was joking with her before church on Christmas Eve that I really think my other daughter is going to be born on Christmas. And I was like, I feel like they need to both have special birthdays because, you know, I don't want one to have the special birthday and the other one is like, feels left out. And then, and I said, maybe, maybe it'll be New Year's. I was like, Christmas or New Year's, it's going to be one of the two. And she like took my hand and she did a prayer and she opened her eyes and she said, your daughter will not be born on Christmas. Or New Year's. And she said, God told me to tell you it will all happen in his good time. And I still remember this. And I I didn't take it that seriously at the time because I was like, yeah, yeah, I still think, you know, maybe she'll be born at Christmas. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, they, they need to have these special birthdays in common. So anyway, the time went by and she ended up being born on January 2nd, which is the least special day you could ever think of because not only everyone always says you need to have your baby born before the end of the year for like tax reasons and stuff. So I didn't have that. I didn't have, I missed Christmas. She missed New Year's Eve. She missed New Year's. And then January 2nd, she showed up. So I was always like, oh, you know, whatever. I guess, you know, it just is what it is. You know, it's a special day. And it wasn't until I, it was, she was probably maybe like eight or nine months old. And it never occurred to me until then, until I, I remember walking into the the doctor's office for like a shot or something for her. And all of a sudden it hit me that January 2nd was the day of my miscarriage. And so, yeah. And so, and I, I remember that that was the day because I, we flew back from vacation on January 1st. So I remember flying back on New Year's and being like, something's wrong. I think something's going to go wrong. And the next day we had, we went in and found out about the miscarriage. So to me, that was like God affirming, like everything came together. I had these messages and I, some of them I ignored and like, it was like God being like, it's all going to be fine. And actually my second daughter had an even more amazing birthday, you know, than my first daughter, because it was special to me because it was his like gift to me that I, you know, on the worst day of my life, two years later became one of the best days of my life. So now my kids are, they're almost eight and almost seven. My husband and I ended up getting divorced. And the, the thing that I was so terrified of that like, 
I would ruin my daughter by giving her this like sibling <laughs> was actually the best thing I, that ever happened. Them being so close. If they hadn't been born so close, we wouldn't have had another kid before we got divorced because they were very young when we got divorced. And the two of them have always have had each other. So through it all, I'm, I'm remarried now, but for there were several years in there where it was just us. Like it was just the three of us. And, you know, they didn't see their dad that much. And it was just like, they only had each other. And we moved to several new houses and new towns. And I mean, it was, and so the best gift that I ever gave her was giving her like this friend who's only a year apart from her. And so I feel like that also was really orchestrated. So then fast forward (laughs) to my session with Julie which happened um, earlier this year. And we went through my whole session and everything you were said was resonated with me. And you were bringing up some family members. I don't have a lot of close family who has passed on. So the whole time I I was like thinking, is she going to bring through this baby, you know, that I lost because that to me was the worst loss I'd had. And so we go through the whole session. And at the end, Julie, you said, do you have any questions? And I said, well, I had this miscarriage. And I said, what, what are you like, are you getting anything from this baby? And you said, I'm getting the message that that is actually your second daughter who came back to you. And I, and I, and you probably remember I said to you, and you, I, you never knew any of this backstory. And I said to you, she was born on the day that I miscarried two years later. And I remember like almost laughing and being like, that never occurred to me in a million years that like her soul was that soul. And I'd gone all this time and it, and that makes sense. Like, because after she was born, I lost all the grief that I had, like hanging on from that loss. And then it makes so much sense. And she's also very clingy with me. <laughs> she looks exactly like me. <laughs> so, so I do feel like she was sent back to me. Beautiful souls, did you know that there are two times of year where the energy here on earth is much more thin? They say the veil is thinner and you can connect more palpably, feeling it more, this connection with the other side. One of those times is Halloween. And Halloween did not start out as this candy fest with all of these costumes. It was a spiritual tradition, which I'm going to talk about here on the podcast in an episode coming up. But here's what I want you to know. What Archangel Michael talks about is there's a reciprocal blessing that used to occur with these spiritual traditions. So when you would take time on Halloween, All Hallows' Eve, All Saints' Day, to honor, and I know those days are different, when you take time to honor your loved ones and your intent is just to honor those loved ones because friends there are so many more ancestors working on your spirit team than you even realize and when you of your free will pause your life to honor them respect them thank them for all the work that they are doing in and out for you every single day 
what happens is a reciprocal blessing. And so you're not doing it to receive the blessing yourself, but it's the outcome that you receive from going through this spiritual tradition, this ceremony of sorts, okay? And that's what Archangel Michael wants you to know. So on Halloween morning, we are having a live event. And if you are in the angel membership, if you are in the Healing Your Inner Child course, you get this event as part of those courses. But if you're not in them, you can still join and participate. And you can do that by going to the website, theangelmedium.com and registering for this event where you receive this reciprocal blessing. You deepen this connection with your ancestors. And it's just such a yummy, delicious, you know, vibration to be in that day. So go ahead, get registered, and I'm so excited to work with you on Halloween. One more thing before we go, we are still picking a winner from the reviews. When you leave a five-star positive review, you're entered into a contest where I pick a new name each month. And this month is DD Nikki. We are going to give you a free month of the angel membership. Friends, you can win next month. All you have to do is leave a five-star positive review and send us a screenshot so that we have your email and can contact you. Now let's get back to the show. That's amazing. Well, it's so fascinating because... When you do this work and you connect with souls on the other side, there are times where somebody has lost a child early on or even a stillbirth or like the child could even be born within the first couple months or first year. And you'll go through the session and the energy of that child isn't on the other side because the energy of their, you know, essence is here on earth. And and living in incarnation here. So, wow, yes, I had no idea of that backstory when we were in our session, but that is just, wow, a very, very powerful story. And I love how, like, through that story, you can see, like, your angels bringing it in and your spirit team, like, bringing it in in different ways. And that's what it is to piece together a message for ourselves. Sometimes the message doesn't just come like the clouds part and it's like, oh, you know, like here's the message and you get it all in one download. Sometimes it is us piecing together. I had this intensity of this feeling like I had to bring through this child right now. And then your friend um, at church saying to you, you know what, you're right in your intuition saying that the date is important, but it's not the date you're thinking of and just be open, you know, and then, you know, the session and just it kind of coming full circle. But that's amazing. I'm so excited that that you're able to see that and come into that information. Yeah, I think it's, it, I hope that this helps people because it took almost a full 10 years for this all to come clear to me. <laughs> so, so sometimes it really like does, like you just don't get it at first and maybe it could takes, 
I don't think I would have even believed it if somebody had told me back then I wasn't like, yeah, I was spiritual, but not like as open as I am today. And I don't really think I would have a pre, I would have, I wouldn't have gotten it the same way. So I do feel like, you know, sometimes we just don't see what's the bigger picture is. So yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Victoria, you're such an amazing soul. I know that you have another angel story though, right? Yeah. So this one is, um, it's not, you know, as detailed, but I do wanted to, I did want to bring it up because I've been doing the angel membership. And I mean, this is just like, it blows my mind that this came through to me, but I'm, I'm also one that I, even now I have reservations about like my own intuition and whether I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, able to connect. I, you know, I always have this like lingering fear that I, I don't have the, the connection or whatever, but I was doing one of your, I was actually listening to the recording of one of your live sessions because I had missed it. And I was, and I, I was listening to it and you had brought up, you did this exercise and you said, imagine somebody on the other side from your family and, you know, you need to see them and they're, they're welcoming you in and they're, you know, see them in front of you. And I thought of my grandfather, who was not one of the people who came through during our session, but he, this was my dad's dad. And I immediately just like thought of him. And I had this, like, I want to say voice, but it wasn't me. We always talk about that. Like, it's not someone else's voice. It's your own voice saying it to you. So, you know, that, that comes in and tells you something. But my own voice said to me, you need to Google his name. And so I like pause the session and I Googled his name and I I was, I think thinking that maybe there would be a video of him. He was a lawyer. He was the general counsel for Merrill Lynch back in the seventies. So he, w- nobody would know who he is, but like back then in the law world, he was like big. And, and so, you know, there was things online about him occasionally, like for some reason I was in, had in my head, like maybe there's like a video of him or something that I, back when he was like a lawyer and he also had a very un, unusual my maiden name's like a very unusual last name there's it was changed from like a german word in like the 1800s and there's probably only like 20 people in the whole country that didn't have this this last name so there was no video of him on the first page of the google results was a link to ebay where there was a photograph of him that somebody was selling from 19 I believe it was 1982 like an original photograph that had been taken when he was at the law firm or I think he was maybe still at Maryland I don't even remember um where he was but it was this like 8 by 10 like the the old prints like that they used to the actual original one where the edges were not straight and everything and they were selling it on eBay <laughs> and I was just like this is, it was a photo I had never seen before. I knew it was not in my family and nobody had ever seen it before. And I was like, and this is a family who we know our whole history back to like revolutionary war. Like we know everything about everything about this line of my family. So I was like, oh my God, I have to buy this. And I just, and it also happened to be two weeks before Father's Day. And I knew that it was him saying, you need to give this as your father's day gift to your dad, who is his son. and. The, I think also the cool thing about that is that my dad has always been the one in the family who is connected to the other side. He gets like messages and, you know, my family, it was always made fun of him a little bit. Like that's not real. I always believe him. I'm the only one that believes him, but he gets these, feel, what he calls feelings about things. And so I knew that was like my grandfather telling him, you know, 
Like this is a gift, his gift to him. And I gave it to my dad and he had never seen, nobody had ever seen this photo. So now it's like a, a new photo for our family. So yeah. That's incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, and we're going through, you know, healing your inner child. And there's a lot of ancestral work that we're doing in this, which anybody can still sign up who wants to sign up. But there's a ton of stories that are coming out about this. And what's interesting is like the way that we set up, the way that the angels came through and set up the angel communication course is like you just get to know one angel at a time, right? Over the course of a couple of months. And as you do this work and you really get to know like you, you can't learn them all at once. That's what I'm trying to say, right? Like you can't learn about them all at once. But if you just spend time with one at a time, you get to know their personality. You get to know like the role that they're playing on your spirit team. You need to know how they're tied into the lessons that you're going through right now in your life. And what's really fascinating is that's a lot of the work that we're doing right now too in the Healing Your Inner Child course is you go through and you can break down you have ancestors that are working with you from the other side and it breaks down how you work with them to get to that information. So we were just on a live call earlier today and one of the ladies was feeling energy from this great grandmother and started talking to her mom about it. And she's like, oh my gosh, I have this. And I think it's supposed to be for you. And it was like this old like egg beater of hers, but it had this cute note on it that kind of tied into the whole thing. And so there's just really cool stories, but our ancestors, just like our angels, are very much a part of our spirit team and they're working with us in different capacities. You know, that grandfather comes in and says that he was very intuitive too, that he he just said that that's what made him a good lawyer. And so he said the picture wasn't just for him, but that the message was also like not just for your dad, but that the message is also for you because he's working with you a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, he he wasn't around, you know, that long with me, but like he was always the one I resonated with the most. So, yeah. Oh, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So in the angel communication course next week, we're going to be working on grandparents. I want you to tap in and the way that I've taught you guys to channel, spend some extra time with him because he keeps talking to me about purpose too. Like he's working with you on your purpose. I feel like he's working with you on your throat chakra too, like your voice and also trusting that intuition. So he's got a big role on your spirit team. He's doing a lot. I probably already know. I actually think I already know what um, he's talking about. But yeah, no, I mean, because it's fun. My dad actually gave me the same message. <laughs> Get like, out of here. Um, well, because when I got divorced, I, I had to get a different, I was a write. I am a writer, but I had to really ship, set a lot of my writing time aside to go into my new career because like I had to, you know, know, make, make more money. And so I haven't been spending as much time on my writing as I did. And, and I, and he, my grandfather is also a writer. Like he, he wrote a book that was never published, but I feel like that's him telling me, like, I really need to put some more time to it. 
But my dad had given me that same message that he said he got like a feeling about that. So, and that's exactly what he was talking about with the purpose that it carried over. And so his unfinished book, you're finishing and saying things that he needed to bring through. It was just really fascinating too, because I think that for a long time for me, when I did a lot of ancestral work of energy and understanding how this ties in spiritually for me, there was a lot of, because uh, I don't like the term ancestral trauma. You know, my egoic mind works with me sometimes where it's like, okay, so your ancestors gave this to you and now you have to like fulfill the entire thing and like you have to do all of this in your lifetime. And the piece that's really come in P-E-A-C-E for me through doing this work over the last couple of years is like, no, right? Like this lifetime is so long in a way and yet so short in a way where all of the things that are to be done can't get done within this one block of time in our lifetime. It's just that we have the baton and we get the gift of carrying it forward. And so he comes through with a message for you too on that, because sometimes there can be a, an anxiety that comes in with like, <gasps> like I have to take this purpose and like carry it forward. And it's not meant to bring about that anxiety. It's actually meant to come in and just be like, no, you're a piece of the puzzle. You're not the whole puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> I have to humble myself in that, right? You're not the whole puzzle. You're not supposed to do the whole thing. You just got this piece. And for me, what happens with my energy is when I look at it that way, I go, okay, like I don't have to do the whole shebang. I just have to follow one blind step at a time with what spirit is showing me. And that's all I have to do here. And that like relieves the anxiety. It relieves like this paralyzing fear of like, oh my God, but what if I don't do a good enough job? And it just allows you to like, go just do your one little piece, right? I don't know. That feels so much better to me. I don't know if that'll help you at all. <laughs> yeah, there is like a, a lot of anxiety. Sometimes it feels overwhelming. So yeah. yeah. Victoria, it was so great to get to chat with you. Thank you so much for being on the show and just blessing us with your time that you took out of your day to be here. Well, thank you. I love your podcast and, you know, I, I appreciate it so much. So yeah, thank you so much for doing that. Yay, of course. Beautiful souls, if you enjoyed today's episode, please tell your people about it and share it on your social accounts. Friends, we're truly here to serve you. When I went through my spiritual awakening, there wasn't one book I could read or one place I could go to for all of the answers. I really had to piece them together myself. So what I did for you was create programs that I wish I had when I was awakening. For those who are seeking these same answers, I created a program called the Angel Membership with so many benefits. It walks you through 12 months of spiritual awakening with your angels and helps you to awaken fully yourself. You see, awakening isn't a one and done thing. There is a process to awakening and this 12-month program walks you through it alongside your angels. 
In the angel membership, you also get access to a small group of peers to go through this experience with you. You get live access to me twice a month and so much more. For those who want to serve humanity by working as healers themselves, but don't know what their gifts are or where to start, I developed my Angel Reiki School, which opens you to all of your God-given spiritual gifts, teaches you how to use them, and how to start a business for yourself. Students who go through both my Angel Reiki School and Angel Membership Program for at least one year are eligible to apply to be a healer in my online Angel Wellness Center and work alongside me. Friends, I touch on all of this and teach you how to connect with your angels in my new book titled Angels and Awakening. Yep, just like this podcast, the book is available for pre-sale starting September 9th, 2021 on Amazon. Friends, your support helps me produce this podcast. Thank you so, so much for being our angels by listening, sharing, and supporting this show. When you leave a five-star positive review, I enter your name into a monthly drawing to win a free session with me or an Angel Reiki School student. This month's winner is in the show notes. Now, here is a mini Angel Reiki meditation and visualization with your angels to help you lift your vibration and keep it that way the rest of the day. Friends, I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. you to see yourself surrounded by angels. I want you to feel their warm, radiant, loving presence. And I want you to see yourself. It's December 15th, 2021. I want you to see yourself looking healthy, feeling healthy, mind, body, and soul. I want you to go inward and feel that you're so proud of yourself and all that you've been through, all that you've done, all that you've accomplished in 2021. And you're enthusiastically looking forward to 2022. Friends, I want you to connect with God, universe, source, energy, and just take a moment to give thanks. Give thanks and gratitude for all of the blessings that have come your way and all of the blessings that you stand here right now in faith knowing that they're on their way to you. Friend, as I lead you in this, your angels want you to ask God, Universe Source, to show you what it wants for you in your life. See the big picture of what God, universe, source wants for you. I want you to pause and just allow the words, visions, feelings, or knowingness to come to you. And friend, when you connect with the other side, they will only give you positive loving messages so just take that moment right now 
What is it that God, universe, source wants for you in your life? Allow yourself to be open to it. Allow yourself to see it, hear it, feel it. Get a knowingness of it. want you to ask God, universe, source, what is the next step I should take? Again, pause and allow the words, visions, feeling, knowingness to come to you and remember they're only positive, loving messages. What is it that you see, hear, feel, or get a knowingness of when you ask, what is the next step I should take? Friends, I want you to take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Right now.